Welcome to Medical Sales Live, the number one resource for breaking into medical sales and building your career. So TJ, that's a that's a great segue into my next question centered around obstacles that candidates face today entering the medical sales arena. What do you see those obstacles as and how do you coach and, and advise those candidates to overcome those obstacles? Yeah, John, um, obstacles, that's not something that most people uh, ask about and that most people see. It's something that they go through and experience real time. Um, the biggest obstacle goes back to what we just talked about a little bit ago. People apply. And when they apply in a vacuum, a lot of times I hear people say, well, I applied and I didn't hear anything back. Or I got the initial screen and I didn't hear anything. And there's this sense of, I did this and I need to see what the outcome's going to be. And I expect, it's a prediction, I expect the outcome to be this. I was told I'm going to have a follow-up. Uh, response within 48 hours. So the, the obstacle is where are we going to get our information from and how do we how many people do we have along the way helping us? That's the biggest obstacle I would say is the, the team that someone has. If the team is strong, you're going to get direct feedback, direct information, um, and probably have a better result than the person that does not uh, have a strong team around them, which seems interesting to think you're going into an interview for a company that you're not a part of, but you need a team <laughs> to help you get there, that's the biggest obstacle um, overall that I've seen. Preparation would help alleviate that concern because now you've got people telling you you need to do X, Y, Z uh, protocols prior to even getting on that screening call, prior to having a face-to-face -face with the hiring manager. Well, it's it's for those reasons, perhaps, you know, that's that's part of the reason that Boston Scientific and the Medical Sales College have formally partnered to really source candidates and uh, and provide the future uh, employees for Boston as it pertains to uh, medical sales. Uh, tell, tell us, tell, tell the audience a little bit about um, your understanding of the partnership that uh, Medical Sales College and Boston Scientific has and uh, the values of that partnership as you see that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, the best parts of, about working at Boston Scientific outside of what we get to do uh, for patients um, and our customers is the employee resource groups. And in 2020, I had the opportunity with colleagues uh, to create uh, the Boost program, and it's really designed around creating more access and exposure for black professionals to have awareness of the medical device industry and just the healthcare sector. So again, back to what we just were talking about, creating a team, creating a, t a tribe of people to help uh, people understand the space and have more success once they're here. Uh, from a medical sales college standpoint, I actually learned about it a couple years um, back and then I heard a podcast um, where the concept of medical sales college was to put someone through the curriculum. It's a college, <laughs> essentially. You get a degree uh, to be ready to be a medical device rep. And then I got to experience it full uh, circle as we created this Boost program and we had quite a few individuals come through, be a part of Boost, and then end up getting hired. 
Uh, one uh, person I can think of in particular is Julian, who he's been phenomenal um, at Boston Scientific. Not only is he a great representative, he's a great ambassador of both Boston Scientific um, as well as the Medical Sales College brand. So the thing that I take away from Medical Sales College is that somebody will develop a great sense of confidence because what did they do? They showed up and prepared and they have great industry leaders like yourself to help set that uh, benchmark for what excellence looks like. And I know uh, being on the zero fee uh, recruiting platform, I actually got to hear and listen to uh, quite a few candidates that are competing for, for jobs in this market and in this economy. And I, I'd have to tell you, they have an advantage for me as a hiring manager. I'm looking at entry level opportunities because I know this person went through a rigorous curriculum and they've demonstrated that not only can they learn, they can apply that learning, and then they can speak and talk about why they care about the healthcare industry and why they'd be a good fit uh, to join my sales team. So from a partnership standpoint, I'm ecstatic. Um, I know that one of uh, my good buddies that have come through the Boost program, he, he reached out to me the other day and let me know, hey man, I got into the uh, medical sales college. I got the scholarship. I'm actually moving so that I can be within uh, the distance of the campus. And it's just a phenomenal feeling to know, again, we're creating teams, we're creating tribes, we're creating networks to help individuals grow and, exceed, uh, grow and succeed. TJ, one question that, I, that I, I'd love for you to expand on, and that is, you know, given the fact that the Medical Sales College, from a clinical perspective, our curriculum is orthopedic-based. At Boston Scientific, um, your products that you sell are outside of that orthopedic space, right? Um, when you think about Pan Boston Scientific, why is a candidate that comes through and a graduate who finishes the medical sales college appealing to you as a hiring manager? Well, number one, John, uh, thank you so much for, for asking that. When I got into healthcare, uh, pharmaceuticals right out of college, what was my background? Wasn't healthcare, but I demonstrated um, that I could be an all Big Ten uh, academic level athlete I demonstrated I could be a team captain, demonstrated I could play and pick up another sport and be a leader on that team, demonstrated I can help out in my community, and those were what was considered transferable skills. So someone that can learn the orthopedic model, why wouldn't they be able to learn um, any other model from that standpoint? So these people are being put in a rigorous environment and they're competing with talented individuals that have two things tons of confidence, tons of accountability. And that, you can't, you can't undervalue what that means. Because there's a lot of people that can get in the door from a healthcare perspective, but that testing, when you get in the door, is real, um, it's genuine, and if you don't pass, you'll be out the door uh, just as fast as you, as you enter. So someone that's taking on the, the challenge of Medical Sales College, not only do they demonstrate that they really care um, about healthcare and about their career, they've given me a great deal of confidence to know they're gonna be able to put in the work and apply it uh, effectively. So hopefully that uh, answers the question, John. 
It, it does, TJ, and I, and I will congratulate you on that bold thought process because intuitively that's not what you would think. Given a focus in orthopedics, one would, one would make an assumption that the majority of our graduates actually go into medical sales that are focused on orthopedics. The fact of the matter is, is that 46% of our graduates go into non-orthopedic sales. And it's for the exact reasons that you stated. It's around those transferable skill sets. It's around those attributes that one has and shows and really grows into as they go through the 12 weeks of the college and uh, that they build upon, that they can take with them into any endeavor that they move forward and so choose to accept and, uh, and move into post-graduation. If someone were to reach out to me and say, hey, um, I'm a part of Medical Sales College, can you tell me about X, Y, or Z? Because of the positive um, experience I've had with people from Medical Sales College, I'm much more likely to respond, number one, right away and set up time to help that individual because I know what their pedigree is. I know what their passion is. I know who the leadership of Medical Sales College is and it's something that I respect and I'm glad that you guys are continuing to flourish and grow. Well, thank you for walking the talk there as it pertains to building your network and uh, offering that to uh, individuals who are graduates of MSC and others that are, are looking to emulate and walk in the path that uh, you have uh, so courageously plowed for them. Um, you know, what, what advice or counsel would you offer, TJ, uh, an individual who wants to step into and build a career in medical sales and is considering the medical sales college? The first piece of advice that I would give someone is think about the end. So what do you want your career to be like? What do you want your legacy to be like? And if you're not exactly where you want to be right now, that's okay. We can work backwards and start to think about what can I improve on, improve on today that's going to get me closer to that legacy uh, that I plan on leaving. And we don't have to be perfect. There are going to be ups and downs, specifically if we're looking at sales. They're going to be good years, they're going to be bad years, but what really matters is perspective. What really matters is response. Um, and how do, you, how do you improve upon your perspective? How do you improve upon your response? A lot of it is, is having a, a tireless and it's grit. It's knowing that this is going to be tough, but I'm not going to quit. So the more work you put in, the easier it is to continue to put press on. So that's another thing that I really like about the Medical Sales College, that this is not a two-day course. It's not a two-month course. It's tons of hours that go into that time that's spent, and that should help somebody build their confidence. And then from there, get exposed to other people who are in that legacy or leaving that legacy that you also want to emulate. Because if you're able to be around those people that actually have tips and tricks so that you can learn from some of those um, hurdles that they've had to jump. And now with some of the technologies that we have, there might be ways that you can speed up that learning curve. So that's what I would uh, suggest to someone looking to get into the space and looking to make a major impact that you can think and dream big. And a lot of it is waking up and then walking into that reality that you want to see. Man, that's, that's great advice. Yeah, well, the big, biggest piece that I've learned is sometimes the advice 
it ain't for everybody else. Sometimes the advice is for you, that individual, whoever you're looking at um, on the on the screen, that's looking back at you and you're like, oh, that's me. So that's really what I've had to do on uh, multiple uh, levels, just to make sure that each and every year I'm, I'm becoming better. And a lot of becoming better is understanding what is my personal best. And sometimes we're not aware of what our personal best is until we get there and then realize I could still be a little bit better. Yeah, TJ, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Medical Sales Live. Remember to like and subscribe to this channel for the latest in all things medical sales.